On this episode of the AC Sports Report, we have Coach Charles Hebron. Coach Hebron is the Director of Men's Basketball and the Head Varsity Basketball Coach at Rosedale Christian Academy. If you've been looking for someone that talks about youth sports in the DMV, from basketball to football, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, and softball, you've found it. We are the authority. We are the authority. This is the AC Sports Report. There's a thriving community of youth sports in the DMV, and we cover it all. From interviews to game reports to player scouting, public and private schools, and we even cover the college recruiting process. This is the AC Sports Report, and here's your host, John Miller. Coach Hebron, thanks for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. So you've been here before, so yep. I usually start with some banter about uh, finding the place and uh, you finding, found it. Finding parking. Finding yeah. parking. Yes. Eh, it's, it's a little tricky. Sometimes. You yeah. don't want to get towed or ticketed. No, that you don't. No one has so far. So oh, that's great. Let's that's not great. have you be the first. No, please don't. <laughs> but I invited you back. It is early November. The air is getting a little crispy. The leaves are changing. The leaves are changing, and basketball is about to start. Yes, sir. For us, tomorrow. That is awesome. So this podcast won't come out till Monday, but okay. we're recording it the week before. So we'll get to that basketball game in a second that you're going to play tomorrow. Thanks for taking the time. I, I appreciate that. But you were here before, and we did an episode, and people should go back and listen to that episode. But th- some things have changed. Some things have changed. Yeah. Some, some things have stayed the same. Mm-hmm. One thing is you played high school and college ball. Can, can you give us the cliff notes of your college, high school and college um, student-athlete career? The cliff notes, the, the abridged version. Um, very athletic point guard through high school. Got a chance to play in college in Tennessee. Um, wasn't the most coachable kid. I'm able to say that now as I've grown and matured. Um, I got the most out of basketball. Traveled all over the country, some parts of the world. Uh, basketball has been great to me, so now I have the opportunity to give back to others. That's awesome. Something else has changed. You're wearing a different colored shirt. Yes. Uh, a little lighter. Last time you were here, you were with St. Francis. Yes. Big time basketball school, big time football school, but Correct. great school. But you have uh, moved on to a different school. Can you share with us where you are now? Yes. So um, I spent seven and a half years at St. Francis Academy uh, working with Coach Nick and the guys there. It was amazing. Uh, we got to be top 20 in the country. Three out of those seven years I was there, won multiple championships and was the face of Baltimore basketball. And I, I enjoyed every bit of it. The opportunity arose for me to be able to run my enti- the program my way, to put my stamp on it, if you will. And uh, it was just too good to be true, too good to pass up. So, you know, they say when God gives you what you've been praying for, you, you have to be ready to move. So I was ready to move. Rosedale Christian Academy. Another small school, bigger or smaller than St. Francis? Uh, total size is bigger because it's pre-K through 12, where St. Francis is only high school. And it's co-ed like St. Francis? Yes. Very good. Um, I introduced you as the director of men's basketball. Correct. And the head varsity basketball coach. Correct. All right, two hats. Two hats. Can, can, you, can you explain the difference? So the um, being the director of men's basketball is basically like me being the athletic director for the school, but only for men's basketball. So the direction that the program takes falls on my shoulders. Uh, as far as the hiring of the JV coaches, the middle school coaches, everything on the men's side of sports comes through me. The men's side of basketball, excuse me, comes through me. Got it. That's a lot. Yes, but it, it's <laughs> fun, and, and you want to be challenged. You know, At this stage in my career, I, I want the challenge. 
Do you feel like you're being challenged? Oh, absolutely. Every day, it, it's something different. You know, yeah. it's definitely something different. All right. So November basketball. You haven't played your first game. We talked about that a minute. You're playing. Uh, Curly is our first game tomorrow. Yes. Before I get too far, good luck. Thank you very much. <laughs> but you've been preparing for this for a minute. Yes. Let's go back. How was Rosedale's team? Can you can you kind of give me the inside scoop on Rosedale's team before you got there? And now that I'm, I'm guessing they brought you in because they want some national level team Correct. moving forward. Is this a transition for Rosedale? And, and how did you handle that transition? This is a uh, major transition for Rosedale. Um, they played in a small Christian league before. Um, they won a championship in that league, but it wasn't to the level of what most Baltimore area basketball fans know. If I told you the name of some of those schools, most likely they wouldn't know that that school even existed or that they even had a basketball program one way or the other. Um, so it was a big culture shock for some. Um, the school, um, a large number of the students at the school have ties to the church, whether it's a grandfather that went there or, or my aunt teaches there or something to that effect. So now we brought in, I want to say it was 17 kids or 18 kids total that came in with us, varsity and JV, to revamp the program, start to lay a solid foundation to build moving forward. And we're no longer playing in that small little Christian league. Uh, we've joined the Metro Private School League, the MPSC. So for those that are familiar with the DMV, uh, and no disrespect to my Baltimore people, um, the WCAC is number one in this area. It's just historically what it's been, followed by the Baltimore Catholic League, the BCL, and then the MPSC is right behind them. And we're fighting to be able to compete with the schools in those leagues. So I'm familiar with more of the Baltimore area stuff. So the the Gilmans, the St. Francis, the Correct. Loyola, the Calvert Halls. Right. I got a little bit of inf- information about the the WCAC in yes. my brain. So you got your Damatha, Paul Sa- Six, St. John's. I guess Correct. is there. Good mm-hmm. Council Correct. is there. I, I got to tell you, I'm not familiar with the 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 league you're in now. Yeah. So what are some of the schools you're going to play uh, there? Almost all of the schools are in the PG County area. Uh, Mount Zion, Grace Brethren, Tacoma Academy, Shabbat Christian, Fairfax Christian. Um, I'm drawing a blank here. That's okay. That, that gives <laughs> us good information. Yes. But you're playing Curly, and Curly's not in that yes. league. So we are able to play. We're an independent school, so we're able to play anyone that we wish to play that wants to play us. How many games you got scheduled? Uh, Forty. Ooh. <laughs> and yeah. then how many how many teams are in the league? We have 10 teams in the league now. And do you play them each one time or two times? It, uh, so you play some schools twice, other schools just once. Okay, so you're probably going to get 10, 15 or so league. League games, correct. And then you're going to fill your schedule with another 20-odd. Correct. How far away are you going, Coach? Um, seven hours to West Virginia. Nice. Yeah. So you have a professional bus driver and a coach bus? We have a coach bus. Oh, yes. nice. Okay. Yes. I was um, being silly. I expect you to tell me you were going to be driving, Coach. No, not me. I'll be in the back sleeping like everybody else. We have a, um, a, a coach bus that we will travel on. Uh, this first year, I tried to keep the trips you know, within driving distance. And then beyond this year, once we get our name out there and have success in these events, then that'll open up a little further to the rest of the country. Was it hard to convince some of these other schools to play you if they didn't know you? I mean, they know you, right. but when they didn't know Rosedale and didn't know what to expect, I mean, because it could go either way. Either Rosedale could be awesome mm-hmm. with this, you know, lower level reputation, so to speak, right. 
and and beat them and be embarrassed, or the other side they could come in and, and not give this team a run for your money. But did right. you was there any challenge getting competition? So for the schools that are in the DMV, um, for the most part, uh, my my name is good with them. So when I call them, if they had an opening, they would take us, which is how the Curly game happened. And then after this podcast came out, we'll be playing John Carroll, uh, Coach Seth's great guy out there. Um, and then there were other schools out of state that hadn't heard about the change over that we were doing that we ran into issues with but I don't foresee that being a problem moving forward all right so let's talk about your team now okay so I don't want you to give away any secrets okay. um they're gonna they're gonna see you tomorrow yeah <laughs> so the, they're gonna know about your players describe your team without giving away too many information are you are you a big team are you a fast team are you both um without again don't i don't want you to give away any of your tactical no so the the one thing that i've always believed um made teams successful were when they were able to take on the personality of the coach and like if you look at coach k and no i'm not saying i'm coach k so don't, don't misunderstand that but his duke teams had his personality that's a fiery guy you know, well-respected, you know, polite, but in between the lines, he's the killer, you know, and I'm hoping that my personality has been bled off into my team and they come out there with that same type of aggression, that same type of here it is, my hair's on fire, let's go make it happen. So I'm going to take some pictures of your team. You got a, you got a, a young team. I only yes. think two seniors? Only two seniors, correct. Um, and they're both guards. Yes. Who's your your big tall fella? Uh, it's Donovan Flamer. Flamer. Six nine. Yeah. Sophomore. Sophomore. He's 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 frame should fill out in and the next year or two. He yes. should be nice. By the time he graduates, he'll have every high major in the country wanting him. Very cool. So we've talked before, and, and and one of the things that you talk about, my son played for you, and I appreciate that. Thank you, Coach. Yeah, you're very one of the things you talked about is you know if, if this could be an avenue to college. Correct. Um, whether you're going to the NBA or not. Eh, doesn't matter, mm-hmm. matters. But if it can offset the cost of going to college, um, that's a big deal for a lot of people. Um, anybody, I don't want to. I don't want to pay for college if I don't have to. Right. H- how are you doing with that? Are you still in contact with college coaches, and are you still bringing people in? Are we still talking about furthering the education of these kids? That's the only reason to do this. You know that the. You know, it's it's funny how when, when the word got out that I was leaving St. Francis, everyone thought that Coach Nick Miles and I would have this kind of beef or, you know, it's, and that's not the case. You know, um, we have differences, obviously, but so does every friendship have differences. I and mean, that's just part of what it goes. But any parent that comes to me and asks me about St. Francis, as long as Coach Nick Miles there, the answer will be the same. If your kid plays on that team, he's going to college, period. Just check his resume. He's got more kids playing Division One basketball than any other school in the DMV. And that's one of the things that I took with me from St. Francis is that that's the only reason why we're putting in this kind of work. That's the only reason why you're making the sacrifice that you're making is so that you can get a free education. I can't wait to see signing day for uh, when the seniors are going to sign their letters of intent and mm-hmm. see where they're going. That should be a fun day for you. So the thing that's funny is the school has been there for 22 years, if I'm not mistaken. They've never had a athlete signing day i can see that's going to change that's going to change <laughs> absolutely and very i take great pride in that very good so I, I do two things at the end of the podcast one is i ask for some advice okay um we're gonna hold on that one the other thing is i asked for you know how can we follow uh the basketball team social media is a big deal we're mm-hmm. gonna hold for that one too okay but 
before I get to the advice in general, I'd like to ask about social media and, okay. and some of the things that kids can and can't do on their own. This is going to go along with the advice part to support their cause of playing college basketball or going to basketball. Have you, do you have any, before we get to the real advice, do you have any social media um, stories or warnings that kids can and can't or should or should not do with social media? So the, the biggest one is everything that you post whether it was meant to be funny or not, is being reviewed and scrutinized because this is what the coaches have access to you and this is where they see this is your personality, your character. So if you're on there posting pictures of some guy with a gun and this, that, and the other and promoting uh, drug sales or whatever the case may be, that's saying that you condone that kind of behavior and that risks your opportunity of earning a scholarship from someone. Um a lot of guys like to go in and throw up gang signs. And again, not in a gang, but it's cool at times in certain areas. So those things you can't do. Because again, you know, assistant coaches sitting here going through social media and then his head coach says, well, show me a picture of the kid. And here you are throwing up gang signs. And that coach is saying, I'm not losing my job for bringing this kid in. No. And you might be the sweetest, nicest guy ever. You know, but again, that, that social media is your first chance to make a first impression. I, I'm glad you said that. I, w I take a fair amount of pictures, and sometimes I'll see hand signs, and I'll be like, all right, is that a gang sign? Because mm -hmm. you might not want to. Might not want to post that one. Yeah. Correct. So moving on, what about general, more general advice for a student-athlete? I, like I like to think I have a parent or two listening to this, and okay. I like to think I have some high school kids, but I'm hoping there's some middle school kids out there, and uh, maybe they're thinking about playing basketball at a, at a higher level when they get to high school. Mm. What, what would you say to them? Um, for the middle schooler, the, the first thing, and it's, it's just the first and the last thing is going to be grades. You're a student athlete and student will always come first. You know, and there's schools in the area that if your grades are not where they need to be, you won't be able to get accepted no matter how talented you are. You know, there's curriculum, there's goals, there's guidelines all set in place because what schools want are student athletes, you know. Now, are there exceptions? Of course, there has been made exceptions being made, but they usually don't work out. You know, so ultimately, take care of your classwork first. Homework, school, test. If you need a tutor, don't be afraid to ask for it. If you need extra help, don't be afraid to ask for it. Most teachers are more than willing to give you that extra help. You know, and then after that, if you're playing AAU, if you're playing for your middle school team, you need to have film. You know, because there's no way, as like a coach like myself and, and my staff, and we try to get to as many games as possible, there's no way we can get to them all. So if we can't get out to watch your game, for whatever reason, you know, then you need to be able to send us game film from you, not just highlights. And highlights are nice to get my attention, but as soon as I contact you, I'm asking for game film. You know, because that little three-minute snippet you gave me of all your best plays, what were you doing for the rest of the game? You know, where you're a good teammate, where you're on the bench uh, showing bad body language. Where you're talking back to the coaching staff, you would. So that's that's interesting that you you mentioned that you want to see what's going on when they have the ball and that they can handle it. But there's mm -hmm. other things around it. What are you doing on the bench? What are you doing when you don't you know have the ball in your hand? Are you Correct. still engaged in the play? And in general, how much game film would you want to see? Obviously, a kid's not going to send you any film if it makes them look bad. So you, you got to know they're sending you the good stuff. Right. And there the might highlights. be some not good stuff. Right. But even if the good stuff is the highlights, even if the good stuff is when you're on the bench, mm -hmm. how much film would you say, just off the top of your head, would you look at to get to get an idea of a player? Would you would you look at a whole game? Oh, more, you don't have that multiple. kind of time. Really? Yeah. So uh, 
Joe Schmo kid in eighth grade sends me a video, highlight video of him getting his first eight dunk in eighth grade. It's great. It looks wonderful. Wow. You know, it's nice to see that athleticism in eighth grade. Love it. Um, if that position is one that we're recruiting for, then I'm contacting him or the parents saying, hey, send me the game film from that game when you got that dunk. Because were you playing against the school for the blind uh, or were you playing against real competition? You spent, we'll, you spent a lot of time watching basketball, Coach. We'll watch multiple games. Because, again, with, um, you know, anyone can have that career day. And then you come back the next game. So, you know, a kid sends you a film. Hey, Coach, I scored 35. Okay, great. Send me the film. And then I watched the game before and the game after, and you had three points the game before and four points the game after. So And you got mad and were sulking at the end of the bench because Correct. Coach didn't put you in. And so right. that's important. So yeah. interesting. So this year, um, kind of being behind the eight ball with recruiting, we were all over the place from New York to North Carolina recruiting kids. So you didn't get to see them do a lot of practice stuff. It was almost all games. So you don't really get to see their work ethic and games, you just see how they perform with the lights on. So that's also important. But now moving forward, we're getting out the practices. I want to see how this kid is when the lights aren't on. You know, are you that kind of kid that doesn't want to leave the gym? Or are you that kid that shows up two minutes before practice and right out the door as soon as practice is over? You know, because to the level that we play in, you got to love it. We're in the gym six days a week. You have to love it. Yes, you do. We play too much. Yep. So first game, Curly. Second game, John Carroll. No, second game is uh, our first home game will be against TPLS out of Richmond, Virginia. Oh, hello. Uh, that's Saturday the 19th. And then the following Saturday the 26th is our game against John Carroll. And is that going to be home or away? At John Carroll. All right. Very good. Yeah. So before I go, I, I, I told you I was going to ask you about your social media oh, presence and yes. your websites in case I can uh, mm -hmm. share that with the world. Would you are you a Twitter guy, an Instagram guy? What's what's the team's uh, um, preferred social media presence? I'm a Twitter guy. Uh, I was told I was old, and only the old folks are on Facebook and Twitter. I, I didn't know. Are you that. on Facebook, Coach? No. Nah, okay, good. You're not that no, old then. Not okay. that old. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we created a new Instagram page just for the team, and it's Rosedale Men's Basketball, and that's on Instagram. And on Twitter, it's Coach C E E seven four. Coach C. Yes. So hold on, before I ask, so you're not on Facebook, but the, do you have an AOL email address? No, I do not. Okay, good. But I, I had a parent email me the other day from an AOL address. And it's okay, but just does, <laughs> it may tell people how long you've been on the internet. Yes, it definitely does. So no, I do not have one of those. <laughs> Coach Charles Hebron from Rosedale Basketball. Thank yes. you. Thank you very much for having me. You've been listening to the AC Sports Report. As you know, there's a massive scene of youth sports in the DMV, and it's our passion to cover it all. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.alstoncarlisle.com. Till next time, this has been the AC Sports Report.